0: This is the Land of the Free, stories of life and liberty in a time of war.
1: This is Joe Lindsley with our Land of the Free podcast, uh, talking to you from the studios of Ukrainska Pravda, Ukrainian Truth here in Kyiv. I'm excited for this conversation today. Uh, I think uh, it was my friend Ashat Gostian, and was actually, I'm pretty sure Ashat, you were one of the, f- you probably were the first Ukrainian uh, with whom I had a conversation uh, in 2018 uh, when the American chef Anthony Bourdain died. Uh, he was a famous world traveler, and I sort of followed his, the, the way he lived his life. I booked a one-way ticket to Budapest. I ended up stuck in Istanbul. People told me to go to a bar in Kyiv called Barman Diktat. And I was free to travel anywhere. It was before the pandemic, you know. And, um, and so I went to Kiev. My first stop was Barman Diktat. Uh, Ashat was a barman uh, and uh, made amazing cocktails. The sort of cocktails, you know, you could just have a conversation and uh, you uh, made uh, something excellent. And, uh, and so we became friends uh, in those years before uh, Russia's full-scale invasion. And then when uh, the full-scale invasion happened... Uh, obviously, the bars were, were, were shut down. Uh, your place, Barman Diktat, with its you know, sort of vast underground chambers, became uh, a major place for uh, refugees. It was a, a bomb shelter. People were living there for months. And also, your family, uh, Shot's family, has a restaurant, a great cafe uh, in, in the center of Kiev, uh, Armenian, Ukrainian cuisine. And that place became such a, a nexus of uh, people who needed food uh, and, uh, and, to, and people who needed a place to stay. Uh, And so that was your your first iteration of life in full-time war. And then, as we'll talk about in this conversation, uh, Ashat Bartender and his girlfriend Nastya, Ukrainian singer, uh, decided to do something quite extreme for victory. Nastya is a trained medic, and Ashat uh, also learned how to become a medic. Uh, And we'll get into the details of it, but the the summary is uh, uh, you guys are based in Donbass now. Uh, living in a house uh, in some some village that is subject to frequent shelling. And whenever there is a need, almost every day, uh, to rescue soldiers especially uh, who've been wounded in battle, uh, you get in your vehicle, you're the driver, a shot is driving, armed with a gun, <laughs> uh, not is a medic, and now you're using, in a way probably you never could have imagined before, uh, your skills as a bartender, as one of the best bartenders in Ukraine and beyond, uh, using your skills from the hospitality business to take care of Ukrainian soldiers in those awful and crucial moments between the time they're wounded and the front lines until they can get to a hospital uh, to hopefully get repaired. And so here is our conversation with my great friend, Ashat, Ukrainian medic, former bartender, now victory <laughs> victory worker.
0: Hi, Joe. Uh, thanks for having me here.
1: And man, I look for, and as, we were, as we were just saying, I look forward to the time in the time of peace when we could be having a proper cocktail. Uh, usually it would be something bitter with some gin nice. uh, that I, I always I, would, I wouldn't even have to order I would just walk into barman Diktat and then that would be prepared almost instantly. Um, what let, let's start with this um, your 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 story like, like right now you're on a little bit of a break that's why you're here in Kiev but usually you're in Donbas you're in Eastern Ukraine uh, you, that's your base. Uh, what what is it like? you you all of a sudden you get a call and they say we need help we need evacuations from the front line.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, we start our work in Donbass in January of the like this year, um, <clears throat> and usually uh, we like found some, um, sold- some some militaries that need help of a medevac crew mm-hmm. right now in 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 one point places so uh, usually when we like um we understand which which days in a week we work with them it can be like five days we work two days just to like rest a little bit or something and usually we start uh, and early in the morning um in our house we just like get up do our stuff's little breakfast and then just cooking some food to have it uh there in the in the work because Sometimes, uh, just to recover your strengths, you need warm food, and especially in a, in a war zones, that that it is a problem to have a normal normal food because usually you eat something just like dry, you know, some touristic stuff, and it's not so healthy well, for you. As
1: you say this, uh, I'm smiling because uh, I should mention also your and par- uh, your parents' restaurant. I don't know if we can say the name of it wow yeah, uh, art Art, 52, 52 yeah. uh and it is uh it's sort of in a it's a bit underground uh armenian uh ukrainian home cooking uh every time i go i don't know if you have a menu i walk in immediately <laughs> your mom and dad show up and there's this plate after plate of fantastic food homemade bread uh fantastic fish and you're a vegetarian but you, your family yeah. makes great uh meats and, and fish sure, sure. and um and that uh it, it's something that you carry on this tradition of hospitality uh, and so that's but that thoughtfulness of realizing how you need and this is what you guys did for the for for soldiers for volunteers for all kinds of people. The first few weeks your your family's restaurant.
0: I mean that only weeks like maybe three months or mm-hmm. something. We was cooking in a, in a like in a in a best days, It was like 500 lunches per day Wow, Fair. for military for hospitals uh, for refugees.
1: Yeah. And I heard. I mean, while everyone appreciated free food from many different sources, there was a quiet, like, quiet competition. <laughs> or people had a secret wish that they would get the food from R fifty two because it was always made with love. And so, so you're carrying this on. So you're here. You're, you're in a house in Donbas, uh, preparing to go to the front line, and you're, you're taking time to make a, a good warm yeah, meal yeah, for
0: just to, just to, uh, just imagine winter. Like, it's super cold. Win- winter in Ukraine is like minus 10 degrees celsius or something it's it's, it's super cold shelling uh, all the time you're like just trying to do your best and if you want to do your best on a big distance right you need to care about yourself uh, about your health about your mental health sure. one of these things is just a ni- normal food yeah with proteins c- carbohydrates with carbohydrates yeah, yeah and uh, like fresh vegetables etc <laughs> etc et while we are driving to that uh, like evacuation point we're just going to like a coffee shop or something to grab a cappuccinos and another uh, hot drinks for our friends that they are in the evacuation point yeah near the front line mm-hmm. so that was also like a nice thing to bring a, a normal coffee to the to like to the our military friends who was like sleeping in the cars in this medical evacuation points? Uh, so you're
1: delivering yeah. cappuccinos to yeah, to yeah. the to the war j- zone.
0: J- just imagine, yeah, you are in a war zone, <laughs> and something, somebody bringing yeah. you a cappuccino in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, just it's, uh, pretty mean, good cappuccinos. You yeah, get, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's okay. It's not like the, the best best, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you'll take it in better, any c- better circumstances. Than, sure, sure. And sure. so you get to these uh these the, sort of the, these uh triage points really right yeah. and uh like a field like a field hospital I guess uh but then you that's you go beyond that you I mean you're all you're going into gray zones gray zone meaning areas where there could be Russians in the next house right
0: yeah sometimes it depends on the mission mm-hmm. or it depends on the on the work that we are doing right now sometimes mm-hmm. it is uh uh like usually yeah I mean I can say either uh, it is an evacuation point like maybe three or like four kilometers from the line when the start, the when when the like, when the worries, you know, mm-hmm. the,
1: the, the, the current fighting. Is yeah, happening yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So why, why three or four kilometers? Because our cars is not armored. Yeah. And this first uh, ev- evacuation thing is you need an armored vehicle just to bring the wanted in action soldiers right Mm -hmm. then in this evacuation point we're stabilizing them and driving them to the next stabilization point with the more professional doctors yeah and uh, who is the profiled in trauma Mm -hmm. yeah and then after that another evacuation crews are um, taking them to the hospital and after that hospital, they're going to like Kharkiv, Kyiv, Dnipro, or like big, big hospitals. And
1: who, who's, is it volunteers as well, who are bringing the, the wounded in, in, the, in the armored vehicle from the immediate front line? That's also volunteers, is that right? Is uh,
0: sometimes, yes, mm-hmm. but uh, in general, no. In mm-hmm. general, if, if there is an armored vehicle, mm-hmm. it means it is uh, military. So
1: basically the military, because they have to be very mindful of their resources, they get the guys... As far away, but as close as possible, so they can save time. That's where you come in, uh, and I remember you described to me. You said you, you never uh, put the medical sign on your van because because the Russians have been targeting. Yeah, yeah, right? it's
0: not it's not a it's not a it's not a secret for yeah. everybody's that uh, in every single war uh, that they take part there. Yeah, so they just trying to find uh, some I don't know red cross ambulances mm. humanitarian aid and like they don't care you know they just trying to mm, make a, a huge a more problems and that's it
1: and to maybe to intimidate the volunteers and yeah
0: because just imagine if uh, like if there is a brigade or something and you know that uh, th- these couple of days they shelled they killed your medics and it is it is a mental 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 thing you know you know that next day maybe when you will be wounded there will be no medics that who to help you you know because they're just be. they're just trying to make this problem with logistics with yeah and to get into people's
1: minds yeah, yeah and yeah. you knew i think uh dr peter reed right the the american marine doctor yeah he was, yeah, ki- yeah. He was killed in Bakhmut, and exactly in this kind of circumstance uh There'd been a shelling, maybe, and then 15 minutes later, the medical team arrives, uh, including several Americans, uh, one whom I knew, and then Dr. Peter Reed. And and you can see in the freeze frame from a CCTV,
0: you can see the missile, yeah, yeah.
1: going directly targeting uh, the the medical but It was a whi-
0: it was um, if I'm not um, yeah, it was a white van, mm-hmm. white. Just imagine, yeah, not even it, green, it is not yeah. a military thing. It's yeah. not coming in the camouflage or something. Yeah, with the if I don't. It, I think there was a a Blue Cross or something maybe I'm not sure I'm not sure but but white van with people with no military clothes or something they just was trying to help civil people
1: have you come under shelling while you are evacuating guys?
0: while we was waiting on evacuation Mm -hmm. point yeah not not one time often yeah yeah uh but yeah, thanks God everything is fine. So it was like it was not so um close to us, like mm. 50 meters maybe or something.
1: And, and did, did you ever train as a driver? I mean, do you have to use, uh, you know, evasive techniques, you know? I mean, how, how, how are your driving skills now?
0: <laughs> the thing is like when you're uh, uh, when you raised in Armenian family, <laughs> you dream about car like every since you you are like Eight, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Like sports cars and... I, I mean, yeah. like, just car, yeah. just driving with your friends or something. So when I was, like, 16, I was already taking my father's car and driving through the city. It is illegal. <laughs> but it's part of your culture. <laughs> yeah. And so from 16, I'm driving. Uh, and nothing special, just, like, um, just j- j- to be sure that it's secure. Fast, and yeah, that's it.
1: And you, I mean, is it so you talked about, you know, how food and the right nutrition can help you be ready for, for these difficult moments? Uh, but also, uh, you're, you're a sportsman, you have, uh, you've been practicing. I never can pronounce these words correctly. Bra- <laughs> I'll let you say it, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes, it's not hard, but I just can't <laughs> say it. Uh, and uh, you just received your purple, purple belt, belt yeah. uh, at a camp in the Carpathian Mountains. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. A sort of a necessary break, I guess, from this. Sure. Uh and uh by the way when you were in the mountains does does it seem hard to believe that just a week before you were you know in in the war zone and and and, and you have people you know horribly wounded soldiers in your in your car and then a few weeks later you're there in the pristine mountains and th- th- does that mess with your mind or
0: uh I mean yeah like sometimes you have these flashbacks or something and you're just go in your like mind for a minute or two maybe sometimes even more and you just you cannot understand why it's so why it's so sad it can be I wish everybody wish about peace maybe a lot, like if you're a normal person if you're an adequate person you, you think about peace about peaceful place uh, yeah and every time I'm in a peace Yeah, in a a normal places, I just think about another, like 1 million or maybe even more people that struggle right now. They're in a war zone, they're shelled, they're in trenches or something, etc., etc. I mean, not only in Carpathians, every time I'm in a, not in a war zone, every Mm -hmm. time I'm in Kiev or in another peaceful uh, cities. Like, I sh- I'm sure like one time in an hour, I'm going to think about war. I'm going to think about, I'm going to like just, yeah, it will be come up in my mind.
1: And ha- has your training? Um, and I think you said you also, you know, even when you're there in Donbass, you know, you, you have to practice meditation and what, I mean, do you have sort of a routine? And a, I, you talked about making the food, but do you have any other regimens or routine so that you're ready no matter what, you know, whatever that day is going to throw at you? you can be calm and cool
0: yeah yeah uh, in it, it, i'm i'm going to say truly in the in the winter it, it it was a little bit hard for me because of the weather because of everything in in the places that we stay there the water there is just in the morning and in the evening just a couple hours wow. and you know if, if you're going to work out you need to take a <laughs> shower <laughs> but there is no water and you know this kind of problems you cannot go for a run because it's so cold it's ice on the yeah it's like, but now it's springtime I I found a uh, gym in a in a in the East in a Danbas, uh-huh. in the city where we stay. it's a, like a local gym you know uh, it's like super old old-school I'm gonna say yeah and another day is just running meditation, kind of yoga or something, stretching, you know it, 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 it really helps. It really helps to yeah, if if your body feels good, it will be easy you to operate everything. Uh, yeah.
1: And it helps you. I mean you're sharing this experience with Nastya, So she and she's really she's like she's an expert medic by everything I've been able to see and hear. Uh, and you can share this. I mean not only are you helping each other, in these extreme situations, but uh, afterward you can talk about it, right? You're not you're not isolated. Sure. And you can, sure. And you you were telling me uh, the story, and it, when you when you when you get soldiers into your into your truck, it's like a Mercedes van, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And and not armored, you can move fast because it's not armored. Um, and when, when you and these guys are often pretty horribly wounded, and you said that many of them say the same thing, right? What what, 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 what do they tell you? I I don't do you, remember. I remember more. you were telling me this you said um I try to remember Sorry. you said that and they're a little bit confused, you know, obviously they don't quite know what's happened to them and one of your tasks is to keep them calm. Yeah, 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 sure, sure And sure. and what do they, they all want to go back, right? Yeah, yeah, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah.
0: So, so I mean like in a 50% of time, maybe a little bit less, okay. Especially when there is a storm or something, some special operation or something. And when they get in the car, they just asking for a magic pill and they want to go, go back and fight with their brothers in arms, you know, and just like, sometimes it's getting crazy to say, like, I want to go back, <laughs> give me pill and I'm going back. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come down for you. For you today, for you, war is over. For today, your war is over. Come on. You do your best now it's time to rehabilitation or something this <laughs> for sure these three days or maybe a week you're not gonna like take part in uh, operations <laughs> or something but it's 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 quite uh, I mean I respect these people because no matter what they want to fight for their country for for people for their families uh, like bleach oblige near their brothers oh shoulder arms. to shoulder shoulder, shoulder to, to shoulder. shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. and what? and well and while they know that their friends are still there fighting with the enemy they want to join yeah yeah and sometimes to die with them or to like
1: what and, and maybe this might be I don't know probably one of the tougher questions but ha, ha, for example on on these missions you had what is what is the average duration of the time you, you have the wounded in the car is it is it like 15 minutes or uh, a couple hours usually
0: it it depends on the like distance from the evacuation point right. to the stabilization point you know so sometimes it can be 20 minutes sometimes it can be hour sometimes hour and a little bit more it depends
1: are you playing music as you're driving <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure yeah. yeah i mean usually yes usually I, yes. i
1: remember one time we were on a, a mission to take some uh supplies to a, a recently liberated village this is last fall uh uh, uh north of Kharkiv, only two miles from russia and we had a very crazy driver very good driver but, but wild spirited i'll say and uh the the song i think it was johnny cash's version of that song i've been everywhere you know, I've been everywhere, man, you know, and list all these places around the world. And I'm sitting in the back of this van. There's no seats. You can hear shelling everywhere and uh, a very uncomfortable bulletproof vest. I'm getting tossed around and I'm thinking, now I can say I've been everywhere. <laughs> and uh, it's so weird to have music. Uh, it's necessary too, but but in in these you know, just like you're having the cappuccino too, to be in these dire situations and to have music. Uh, and uh, but I think that helps people really see how real. This is so you're you're driving to or from uh, a hot spot and you're you got music on uh what, what what keeps you pumped what keeps you so the thing is if
0: it is like the danger zone mm-hmm. yeah i'm not playing music mm-hmm. i'm just like concentrated to the sounds yeah so because if if nasta is in the back of the car she's like uh working now with the wounded uh, my uh, my mission right now is driving and just to monitor the situation what is going on mm-hmm. yeah and when, when it's no more or less like danger zone i just put music in and it, it, it can be different like it can be some uh i remember in the winter it was kind of a japanese experimental jazz It's super crazy, like, (laughs) like, uh, you know, like something, something that you will not understand and you don't uh, you don't need to understand this kind of music. You just need to enjoy it, you know, just it's some it's a sort of art, you know, sometimes it can be some jungle music, you know, some something with uh, fast beats, Mm -hmm. uh, something that like drives you, you know. Kind of a drum and bass or something. It can be folk music, uh, Ukrainian folk music. It can be Armenian folk music. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard Armenian folk music. But, <laughs> ah, it's uh. it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful, especially modern. Mm-hmm. Like there's cu- couple couple bands that I like. Really.
1: Uh, I'm really curious about this Japanese experimental jazz, and uh, maybe we—if you send me the song, we can put it in the description. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, It's super crazy. (laughs) These are some of the weird, surreal moments of life in the war, right? Where you, yeah, it's like this is the soundtrack of your, you know, in many ways, this is like you know living in a superhero movie, and you have an actual soundtrack. It's the things you listen to uh, every day, and on on the the more difficult side of that. Have you? Um, and you don't have to answer any any of these. But how uh, have you had any guy uh, soldiers die in your care in in the car while while you were no in our in
0: in our car no. Uh, so so the sometimes uh, as a volunteer medevac, sometimes we also deliver maybe killed in actions to the another places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: You've had to transport sometimes. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those who've been killed. I mean, I mean,
0: there is no question for us. So if this person who was killed in action, he gives uh, the the best thing that he have in his life, it's his life for the liberty, for for our, for our country, for us, you know, and just. Uh, Sorry, Joe. I'm trying to. uh, No, man. It's alright. Yeah, yeah, translate in uh, in English. The and sometimes when I trying to say something deeper, you know, it's it's harder.
1: Well, but then it's (laughs) worth it because I think it's very important (laughs) to get that deep thought. So you can think. не yeah. э uh, f- f- say in Ukrainian and then we can figure it out from Okay, really? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah,
0: yeah, sure. okay. So, справа в тому, що коли є така задача перед тобою стоіть відвести там в якийсь, наприклад, це може бути стабілізаційний пункт, в якому є морг, да, куди ти привозиш загиблого. І я не знаю, я чув, що від деяких людей, що їм важко Особливо, якщо це волонтерський якісь медовак, їм важко робити таку роботу, але а, я не думаю, що це важче, ніж віддати своє е, життя за країну, тож з повною повагою ми беремося і за таку роботу, і на щиті, як то кажуть, веземо загиблого в місце, куди треба. So in our medical equation card, there was no like wounded that uh, that died. But in the stabilization points where we work, especially near 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 the Bakhmut, Some days it was like 120, 150 wounded per day, just like coming, coming. And sometimes and sometimes wounded is uh, hard wounded, right? With like several amputations and etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm, yeah and sometimes the it's it's impossible to bring him back alive you know just yes, your doctors are fighting 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 but sometimes it's impossible because uh yeah uh, a lot of blood goes away or respirations pr- respiration problems uh, some some troubles with airways etc etc
1: and you uh you mentioned Bakhmut you you were in Bakhmut uh fairly often because that was that was where so much of uh the action was happening and 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 so, so many lives lost and so many wounded uh but what uh you know I I saw that city city in um June 2022 and it was still you know there were nice parks you know I could still see what it was like uh before before Russia destroyed it before Prigozhin's Wagner group destroyed it uh when you were there last in Bakhmut what what was the feeling I mean the world always we've heard the word Bakhmut what were your emotions what what did you see what did you feel when you were there in Bakhmut
0: I mean it's a scary place like from the apocalyptic movies you know when I was there it looks I I mean every time I saw there like civilians I couldn't understand them like what what the fuck are you doing there? Come on, like get your clothes, get your stuff and just like move to another city like Konstantinovka for example, it's like 20 kilometers maybe or something. Mm. I know you if you are in the city, you hear nonstop, you hear gun gunfights, shellings or something. You hear it like nonstop. I mean winter there is there was no electricity no water nothing and i mean when you are in the city you understand that one kilometer from here is uh, is russians yeah and they trying to kill as much as possible and you understand that you can be the next one <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah, especially I mean even as a medic because we've seen all the stories of how they've been targeted and you uh, when you think back uh, a shot when you think back to your life as a bartender you know traveling around going to these you know drink making competitions and uh, does that seem real that that like the life in Kyiv from from before the full scale invasion does it seem like a dream.
0: Uh, Life will be no more like the past life. There is no more past life, (laughs) you know? It can be, it can be the same right now. It cannot be like this. I mean, it was, uh, mm, it was pretty nice, nice days. It was cool, but now I cannot imagine the same. After victory, yes, but now impossible for me to imagine.
1: Do you do you see any of, of the skills that made you a famous bartender here in Ukraine? Uh, or do you use that? I mean, is that essential? In in some sense, could you say that your work as a bartender was good training for what you do now?
0: I think, yes. One of the things is like the hospitality thing. Yeah, that the guest that comes into your bar, you you need to treat him like as he's your guest in your house. Like, just imagine. And uh, just to make him a little bit happier than he was before he came to your bar. Just to understand him, just to uh, make his life a little bit easier for this one hour or two hour while he's in your bar. And the same thing is with our uh, soldiers that need uh, um, some kind of medic help, yeah um uh, you're just trying to thank them just trying to say that everything is okay whereas everybody thank you for your everything yeah so now just please we're gonna take care about your wounds be calm everybody everything will be nice the thing is that in our car we have Uh, things for the soldiers like a power bank just imagine you came back from the trenches and you want to call your like friends or somebody and your telephone is dead and here's power bank you can (laughs) charge your phone we have like if if it's cold for you we have a big um, pink blanket with a unicorn <laughs> we call our medevac bloody pony
1: it's, <laughs> yeah it's a
0: kind of <laughs> name of our medevac so and the blanket is also with a pony you know just uh, just imagine who you like one 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 hour ago you were fighting with Russians and now you're in a medevac with a pink with a like bright bright pink <laughs> blanket with a unicorn charging your
1: phone <laughs> just to show them that they're they're they're, safe. they're they're gone from the, the hell for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I bet this is probably not many medevac vans like this. I th- oh, wouldn't be as hard. Yeah. I, maybe there are. <laughs> uh, and I uh, know uh, your your girlfriend and fellow uh, med, uh, medical evac hero here, Nastya, She's a singer. Yeah. Um and that was her career before the full-scale invasion. Uh I wonder does she ever sing to to the soldiers in the in the
0: uh, the thing is that sometimes soldiers uh, recognize her and then huh? uh, asking for selfies really? or <laughs> or, <laughs> or something but I don't remember that she was uh singing for the she's too busy
1: keeping them, keeping <laughs> yeah, yeah, them stopping yeah, yeah. The bleeding for, and keeping... for her
0: is also like kind of a stress or something yeah. but uh, sometimes in the, in a in a in a equation points or in a stabilization points, uh, she can sing with somebody some folk Ukrainian, uh, yeah, songs. Well, so just, just ima- for fun.
1: imagine you are uh, you know Ukrainian soldier and you've been terribly wounded. You've been through hell in so many different ways. You get into the medical evac van. <laughs> you realize it's called the bloody, blood, pony. bloody pony all of a sudden there's a pink blanket <laughs> with a unicorn around you they're offering you uh, perhaps a cappuccino or probably not for the wounded um and then you see this musician you recognize and i i wonder in those moments i mean maybe that's where and it, uh, also for the outside world to see like that's where ukrainian society is all together in this effort you know i mean that's, how extraordinary is that that you're you know I think for Americans cuz our wars have been so far away for so long but you you're in the, you're fighting for your life now after you were fighting for your country and then you you see a musician you know who's there to care for you that's incredible
0: yeah yeah, yeah. just imagine you're listening to her music watching her youtube clips and now <laughs> she's <laughs> she's just helping you to survive
1: <laughs> yeah it's got kind of, i mean it has to make them I, I mean it has to, at the very least make them feel good, but almost you know, it's overwhelming to consider um and uh that's incredible and then and Nastya just released we well, together you released a, a new song and a music video uh with the song she
0: released um I just, I just she just uh, asked me to take a part of of the and the video and that's it
1: yeah. and the song was this song uh, what's the name of the song?
0: Heroes die Heroi of
1: And this was a um, was it written, obviously, from her experience, her daily experience. Uh,
0: The the writer of the song is uh, Sasha Uh, Kladbyshe, her friend. She's also a singer, uh, volunteer, and she wrote these words like a couple of years ago. I mean, maybe three or four. So the thing is with this song, uh, usually when hero here die in Ukraine, everybody's say so heroes heroes didn't never never die,
1: never die. No, or yeah. something
0: like that. But the thing is that it's. Uh, it's uh, mm, It's not truth. Heroes die. That's the truth, because they're also people. They're also with a blood with hearts. They're normal people. They're not some kind of God, God or mm-hmm. something. So the truth is that heroes die. And in this, in this, in this words of the song, there were like a multiple ways how soldier may die in the war. It can be a not working uh, gun. Yeah, it can be shelling. It can be some kind of a virus. It can be everything. Like million days, million ways to die. Choose one.
1: Yeah, yeah. surrounded (laughs) by it. Ways you never could have imagined. Uh, Did now, did you when 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 you know, so you were here in Kyiv, you know, in the first hours, first days, weeks, months of the full scale invasion. Was it was it hard for you? Was it a challenge for you to find your place? Because this is a question I think of so many Ukrainians. Unless you already were in the military, uh, some you know some people thought that that was their calling and they went to sign up to fight. Uh, in Kiev, I guess everyone did the first couple of days, but was it hard for you to find your place? I mean, now you've you know you have your routine. You this is what you're meant to do right now. Uh, but was it hard for you to get to that point? What was a was it a difficult decision to figure out? What can I do to contribute to victory?
0: The the thing is that this volunteer kitchen project we started just. Uh two days after or two or three days after the full-scale war and when you are already doing something it's easier you know so you understand that this is your part now you are doing this job yeah and it helps people so for now, it's OK. And while we was working for this volunteer kitchen, I well, was the volunteer
1: kitchen. You mean in your parents? Yeah, restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And uh, in this point, I was already talking with Nastya. She mm, uh, she said, that let's let's work together. Uh, if, if, if you are OK with that, I'm going to find a way where when where we can uh, work together. But while we're finding, please uh, just start to study something like takmet yeah the how to fire some tactical things mm-hmm. uh start to buy everything like vest like uh every this just to be as equipment. ready as you, as yeah, you can yeah. Yeah. and i dedic- dedicated next couple of months is to just prepare myself and uh, in september there was a place for me, uh, to go and I start my my volunteer, yeah, yeah. as a as a driver of a med a medevac medic and a gunfighter, something bloody, <laughs> bloody pony. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and as you sit here now in Kiev, uh, small break, are you itching to get back? Are you, are you, are you feel? Uh, I'm ready to go back now. To to
0: right now, let's yeah. go. Yeah, That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need a reporter to come along and <laughs> share the story. I mean,
1: and I want to. I want. I mean, as we continue this this show uh, land of the free uh we want to not just be in the studio but to be you know in the field uh around this country uh because that's where you can really get the emotions and the, the raw stories um uh, but it's also helpful uh to have these moments when you can step away as you did in the mountains as we can do here to step back and analyze it say okay here, here's you know here's how we're doing here's uh here's things maybe we need to improve and i think that as you point out so well like how you keep yourself Strong, calm, healthy, uh, because you you can't you can't let it uh, you can't let this break your mind because you'll sure. be of no, no, no use to. Uh, For sure. And nourished. Uh, what was uh, what was the last home cooked meal you had from from your parents from your mother?
0: <laughs> like while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like so, like something. Um, like shakshuka or something, uh-huh. you know Something yeah. like r- kind of regular mm-hmm. But still, when it prepares your parents For you, it's the best uh, meal ever <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, I would say all, for your parents It's, it's <laughs> great for uh, all of their guests And uh, I barely ate today I'm saving up for tomorrow I'm going to go have a big feast uh, at R52 and, Let's uh, go together so, Yeah, all right, uh let's do it and, uh, let's, uh, Oh, by the way, we should mention uh, we are working on getting a, uh, it's been a long process, but getting a hospital, a proper ambulance bed uh, for Bloody Pony, for, for your amazing uh, medical Medivac, evac vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so, because th- this will help you, uh, you can more easily adjust uh, the position of the soldier uh, when they're in these very dire and, and very urgent uh, situations. Uh, so if anyone wants to help, we'll put information on how people can contribute uh, to that effort uh, for Shot and yeah, Nashtev. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank yeah, my friend, thank you so much. Uh, this is Joe Lindsley, uh, Land of the Free podcast, uh, f- with our team from UkrainianFreedomNews.com uh, and the wonderful people of Ukrainska Pravda uh, here from their studio in Kyiv. And my friend Ashat Gostian, great Ukrainian, formerly of Barman Diktat, now at the front lines working to save Ukrainian the lives of Ukrainian soldiers every single day. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, Дуже дякую.
0: Дуже дякую